his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Right, welcome in, everybody. Thanks for being with me. BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. Just uh, myself for today and tomorrow before Joe comes back in uh, just a couple days. Right, did, did your TV go out too, Jim? Are we done here? We are, uh, I don't know what happened here. Hopefully, we're still on the air. Just said <laughs> a huge the thing went uh, flash, and I got no uh, video signal now. But no, uh, Joe uh, got married over the weekend. It was a great time. I think everyone had a blast. Uh, he'll be back with us midweek. I uh, enjoyed being part of that ceremony and part of the day. Would it, it would be funny if, you know, I did like do a breakdown of the wedding. We played highlights, you know, clip. All right, here's some of the vows Joe was talking about. Couldn't uh, quite get a. Get a grasp on last week. Let's see how it turned out. Play a little bit of that. No. We'll, uh, we'll keep the ceremony for those who were there, and uh, it was a fun time had by all. So can't wait to have him back in just a couple of days here. Be a long couple of days without Joe, but uh, he'll be back soon enough. So you're stuck with me and, you know, just uh, cruising it. We're uh, sliding into the start of the week here. Feels a lot like fall outside. Uh, a lot like football weather we saw. I mean, was, talk about football weather. What a day if you were going out to the stadium yesterday. I mean, a little windy, but aside from that, beautiful weather. You you don't ask for anything better. You can't ask for anything better on a September afternoon in western New York. And it was kind of like that yesterday walking in I'm hoping that next week is kind of the same thing for everybody heading out to the game and it was a pretty uh, pretty eventful one uh, for the Bills to beat Washington yesterday I was thinking about this it is probably this isn't for sure but it's probably the only time that the Washington football team will play the Bills in Orchard Park, right? Because they're not, they're, you know, going to have the permanent name change at some point next year, most likely, unless they continue to be Washington football team, which I kind of like. I do like it. It's a little bit different. I think mascots, just in general, a little played out. Everyone always picks the same, like, two. It's some sort of, um, you know, ferocious cat, Right, like a jaguar or a bobcat or a bearcat or a puma or something like that. Uh, so you, you either have that or like a bear 
or you know something else that's uh, you know a little. There, there's never anything too out there or new. I always say robots. You know, no one is ever doing robots. No one's ever doing anything out of the ordinary. They always play it safe. And it's a little played out, I think, to have the mascot. I mean, what really matters is the city, right? That it matters where you play. Matters. That's the identity of your team. You know, the colors a little bit, but not so much a mascot. You ask, um, uh, I, I was watching an interview with Mitch Trubisky, backup quarterback for the Bills. We saw a good amount last night or uh, yesterday in the afternoon, I should say. And he was asked, what is a Buffalo Bill? I mean, half the people don't even know that the team is named after Buffalo Bill. And not, you know, they think a bill is some form of buffalo or something like that. Most people don't even know what the mascot is. And so I like that idea of playing without the mascot. You're just, I mean, Washington football, to, to literally name your team the football team is a little much. I just think you should not have a name. You're just Washington. Just Washington. And everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. Everyone knows exactly who you are. There's, there's nothing to... You know, you don't have to go too crazy. They don't have a mascot. On their helmet, it's just their number. And we're Washington. I didn't think there's anything wrong with that. So I'd like that. I would like that if they kept that. Probably not going to happen. If they were really smart, they would change their name every two years. Right? So you had, uh, first it was the Washington Redskins, and then it changed to the Washington football team, and then everyone had to buy a new hat and a jersey, and then next year it'll be like the Red Wolves or something, so everyone will buy a new T-shirt and a new jersey. And then two years later, if you switch it back again to something else, you know, you're just Washington, no football team, maybe everybody buys another hat and a jersey, and that's the way you uh, pay for your new stadium, which they're going to do in Washington, right? Is that is that a way of doing it? How would people feel uh, about the Bills that way? Probably not that good, but... I I like the Washington football team name. It is probably the only time that they'll play here like that. And, and it does kind of bring up this because we're, we're seeing it in more sports, and you wonder exactly what is going to happen with some of these other teams that have uh, Native American monikers or mascots or something along those lines. We saw it locally, right, here in Lancaster with some of the high schools. I was an advocate then of... They're the Lancaster legends now, and I was an advocate then of not having a mascot at all when they were choosing a new one. You're Lancaster. It's where you are. That's I mean, your identity is where you're from, especially in a high school setting. It's your community. I, you know, I thought that that would be right. I, uh, I thought that that would be something. Didn't happen. Uh, we'll see what happens in Washington. Cleveland now changing their name. They are, and I thought this was another, you know, kind of lame one. Not the name change, in t- not the fact that they changed the name, but what they chose, the Guardians, which I think it literally was an XFL team. But it just seemed very generic, you know, again, not, not a ton of creativity, it would seem there. And the logo barely even changed from Indians to Guardians. But you're, you're going to see, I think, more and more of this. The other year when the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, about a year ago, there was a bunch of new jerseys that the NHL came out with. Remember the, the Sabres had their, like, 90s-inspired throwback that they – well, you might not remember, actually, but uh, they had a 90s-inspired throwback that they wore. And when the NHL unveiled all the jerseys, they showed – 
Every you know jersey showed the front, showed the big logo, except for the Chicago Blackhawks, which was a little strange. But then you kind of looked at it and figured out you know exactly what they were doing, right? Um, and I think it does raise an interesting question as to where we're going with some of these other teams, and, and you know if there is a line at all to be drawn. Um, what's acceptable for use for a team name anymore? And, and there's a couple arguments. And I, the first thing I want to get to is this is not the same. I, so often this tends to get lumped in to the an overall argument about uh, political correctness and how we use speech, and, and you know what kind of is happening with the culture shift, right? Um, and so often it's lumped into that, but I don't think it's the same thing at all. I'll give you an example on Survivor. Does anybody watch Survivor? Apparently a lot of people do. It's been on TV for like 25 years or something. They're on their like 40th season. And there's a lot of Survivor fans, and apparently there was a little bit of controversy because for 40 seasons, uh, Jeff Probst, who's the host of Survivor. I didn't know this. I'm not a Survivor fan. His catchphrase was, come on in, guys. Now, if we could stop right there. That's your catchphrase is, come on in. That's not a catchphrase. That's not. That's just a greeting. Wait, come on in. That's, that's the catchphrase of the show? Is that a real thing that people you know knew about that? Apparently, it was an integral part of the show from everything I've read over the last uh, few days. But he started off this next season by saying, you know, I, I, I don't know about using this. I think it's time we change it. Um, he said, we're going to make a change. We're going to retire my come on in guys saying because it's not inclusive enough. Now, I'm, I'm reading this on, on an article where it said uh, 89% of uh, Survivor fans polled say they want come on in guys to remain. Apparently, there's big opinions on come on in guys. But, but that's the type of speech where I think people get a little up in arms. Like, what are we really complaining about? Has anybody ever used that phrase or said, hey, guys, and meant anything? It meant that they were excluding anybody. Meant anything other than Hello. Probably not. But it's one of these things that people are reacting to, and I I don't think it's a stretch to say you're overreacting to the use of some of this. Right? It's Justin Trudeau when he goes and somebody says um, something about mankind. He says, hold on, hold on. We don't say that anymore. It's people kind, people kind. And the reaction, I think, was rightfully so, looking at him and saying, "Uh, what? What do you – that's – no, no, it's not. It's what are you talking about here? But that is not the same thing we're talking about when it, it is in terms of these mascots, that their names are being changed, I think, more and more. And I still think you'll continue to see that. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Chicago Blackhawks were the next one or some of the Warriors or, or something like that are changed around because you are talking about something a little bit different. I want to steal someone's idea. This is actually, you know, every once in a while somebody says something that makes you look at a a topic or a situation just a little bit differently. That happened to me. This was a number of years ago, back when this was, uh, you know, way before the name change actually happened in Washington. 
when this was playing out, uh, a big national debate. And uh, John Kane, who used to host a show down the hall here, and I was running the board for it, and he was talking about this. It was a show all about Native issues. And he brought himself and a bunch of people from, uh, you know, different Native communities in there a couple hours every single uh, weekend to discuss things like this and whatever else, you know, he saw as an important issue at the time. And he said something that stuck with me. It makes me think about this just a little bit differently. He, he described the name as a, uh, you know, first off, what he said is, it is offensive language. The, the term redskins, more so than warriors or anything else, is something that enough people find it offensive that the decision should be pretty easy. But he put it in, uh, in terms of this, whether it's redskins or Indians or warriors or, or something else. He worded it like this. He said that naming your team that, it treats Native people as if they're a relic, uh, a relic of the past and they don't exist anymore. Right? Somebody um, is uh, texting him, what about Vikings and Raiders? And you can add Spartans to this. And this is the key part of his argument, right? Those are relics of the past. Right, the Spartans existed a long time ago. And his argument was, hang on a second, Native Americans exist today. They live in our community. We do things right alongside of them uh, every single day. They're people right here, right now, and naming a team after them kind of makes people think of the Native population as something that simply doesn't exist anymore. And I always thought that that was a, a very unique point. It was something I, I really still have not heard since. Whenever people debate that issue and look at whether it's the Washington football team or the Cleveland Indians, soon-to-be Guardians, that never really gets taught. And I always thought that it made perfect sense. And it does. And you always think of Native Americans and, uh, and the Native population as something in the history. But, right, it's something you learn about in school right alongside ancient Greece. And then, you know, there's these team named after these long forgotten things. And it makes you forget that I, there aren't Native American people within our own community living today. It, that this isn't a relic of the past. That these are people right here right now and I always thought that was very interesting and I I thought that was reason enough you know if you want to change a name it, it might not have anything to do you can make an argument that would have nothing to do with offending somebody it would have everything to do with just kind of respecting the people who are in your community let's uh, head over to Joe in Hamburg Joe you're on WBEN what's going on this morning hey good morning how are you doing Doing well. What's on your mind? Well, this is a, you know, that was a great thing. You you start talking about the things that passed and everything. One, you know, two things. One, I got a friend in Cleveland that uh, they're the whole thing about the, uh, well, you know, the the uh, Indians. And when they came out with a new new name, they're making jokes. It sounds more like it's ribbed for your pleasure. <laughs> the Guardians. You know what I'm saying? That sounds more like something that you. Use for, for a condom. I, I got it. You got guardians, but you know the whole thing with. Uh, I think you should just go what you started out in the program 
just go for the name of the town is the is the team. You know what? No monikers, no bills, no slogans, no. Let everybody have a plain shirt with just the name of the of, of where they're from, and you know what? Get all this advertising out of it because that's all it is. It's just money, you know, advertising. It just if you really have the love of the game, it's the Buffalo team, it's the Washington team, it's the Houston team, it's the Dallas team, and just let it reflect on that. But you know, I think. I think professional sports is overrated, and it's a waste of time and money anyway. So. <laughs> All right. Joe, thanks for the call. Uh, thanks for the input. 803-0930 if you want to give us a call this morning or send in a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, it, it, that's how I've always kind of felt. Um, maybe it's because I'm a bigger it, – it's very popular. It's how they kind of handle things in uh, Europe. I mean, they have a nickname, but it's not really part of the team in a lot of cases. You know, a lot of teams will have a mascot or a nickname of soccer teams or football teams out overseas. But, you know, their their city, their, their town where they come from, that's, right, that is what is, uh, is their name. That's what their identity is. It's the colors and it's the city and it's the people who live there. And that's, you know, kind of what makes it powerful. That's how you get a, a following that's so, I mean, passionate about everything they do is you, you really embed that. Uh, with the city. So that's, I kind of like what Washington is doing last year and this year with that. And, and you know, I bring up another point, and this is uh, something I was talking about when Lancaster made the decision to switch over from, their, they were the Redskins and now they're the Legends. And, you know, I, I think it is enough to say, I, I mean, if we're all reasonable adults here, to look at something and say, you know, the term Redskins, it's like a what is now Unity Island, right? It used to be Squaw Island. If the ter- if you are being told by enough people from a certain group that this name is trying to represent, that it's very offensive, right? Even if it's it's a minority of people within that segment of the population, even if it's only you know 20, 15 percent of Native Americans said, you know what, this term Redskins is very offensive. It's kind of, it's like a racial slur that you're using. Even if it was a sliver, I think if we're all adults, what we do at the end of the day is say, well, this is the name of a football team. As we've just witnessed, you can change it and people don't really care that much. They just kind of go on. The goal here is not to offend people. So something... Uh, like this, yeah, we can change it. And what I was saying when Lancaster was going through this same discussion is I, you don't even have to have anybody be uh, offended by that. I, I think it's become common sense in 2021. And the example I, and somebody uh, pointed out there, hey, you know, what if they, uh, what if they named the team the Buffalo Polacks? Would you be uh, offended by it? I said, no, but that doesn't matter. Would that be in good taste? Would if we changed our if one if a team decided using all the same arguments that we use to keep these Native American monikers, and Amherst High School came in and said, you know what, we're changing, we're getting away from Bengals, we're going to be uh, because of our proud history, because of our population here, we're going to be the Amherst Jews, and that's going to be our team name. And most people say, well, that's not an offensive term. We're we're doing this for noble reasons. We, we want to honor, you know, the people who have a, a proud heritage of perseverance 
and thriving? No, you would never do that in a million years because everyone would say, that's in horrible taste. I mean, that's, you wouldn't ever do that. So why is it acceptable for one group of people and not for nearly anybody else? You know, why do we have differing standards depending on the group of people that we're talking about? I don't think we should. And so, yeah, I I wouldn't be uh, too upset to see the Washington football team in Buffalo again as that name. And, you know, if any other team wants to go ahead and change their moniker, whether it used to be Redskins or whether it used to be Warriors or whether it's something else like that, you know, I don't see why people get all upset about it. Because as we've noticed over the past two years and continuing to do so with the baseball team in Cleveland, it can be done, and it's not that big of a deal. 803-0930, if you want to weigh in, you're listening to BMAS and Beamer on WBEM. It's BMAS and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us. BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. Joe will be back uh, midweek. After he got married over the weekend, congratulations to him and to everyone who was a part of that great wedding on Saturday night. You know, I'm, uh, we're talking about the Washington football team making its probably only appearance ever in Buffalo yesterday uh, because they'll have a new name. They were the former Washington Redskins, uh, changed the name but didn't quite pick a, a normal, uh, you know, regular name. They went with something a little bit different, a placeholder probably going to have a different name next year and you know talking about these mascots native american mascots um you know just in general it has time passed it by are we done doing that i uh, you know a couple of texts into the text board that uh, you know one of them it's a common response to what happens. Somebody chiming in saying, well, this whole argument is dumb. It's flattery because they were tough, like the tough animals. But that's the whole point of this, right? Is we're not talking about animals. I don't, I don't know if that texter was somebody who was a member of PETA, but people and animals aren't exactly the same thing, right? I mean, it's, it's not an equal comparison to make. You know, one, we're talking about a group of people. The other, you're talking about cats and dogs and bears and things that don't count in that exact uh, argument, right? You can't talk about the feelings of the bear cat the same way you would talk about the feelings of a whole bunch of people. Uh, and I started talking about this by echoing something I heard John Kane, who used to be a host here down the hall, uh, say years ago, is that you know even if you put aside people being offended by the name, and that's not everybody— and just like anything, you can find, um, you know, things that people are offended with and you can ask other people and they say it's not offensive at all. It really depends on the person. But his argument was put aside that, put aside the fact that, you know, many people find redskin an offensive term. What about these other team names? What about something like Indians? What about something like Warriors or something? His issue was that it treated Native Americans as if they were a relic of the past and not a group of people who are currently living here today. Because you would never do that with another group of people, as we talked about in the last time. You would never 
see that happen, but somehow it's okay only for this one group because it treated like they're not here anymore, which is, is different because they are. And then there's another, and this text coming in, I generally agree with this person. Chimes in uh, on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, you can too, 803-0930. You can also give us a call saying that why was nobody offended by these teen names in the 50s because everyone was busy taking care of their families and their jobs. <laughs> now we have so much extra time, it's like people lie awake at night thinking about what to gripe of next. You know, that's why I began today talking about what's going on with Survivor. Because I do think generally you're kind of right on this, right? Uh, and that's what happened with Survivor, where apparently they had the lamest catchphrase of all time. Come on in, guys. I mean, that's not a catchphrase, by the way. But they made a big, uh, a big to-do, I guess, in the first episode of the Survivor season, which has been on for like 80 years. He said, well, should I be saying this anymore? I don't know. It could be offensive. It's not inclusive enough. You know, come on in, guys. Something anybody says. That's an example of people laying awake at night wondering about what to be offended by. You can find many examples of that. This doesn't fit into that category. And I guess the the point of this hour, this program with you, is to... You know, maybe try and separate things a little bit because we tend to lump all these things into one big group, right? Things to be offended by. And uh, a lot of the population is going to look at everything that gets lumped in there. It's completely ridiculous. Uh, A whole bunch of the population is going to look at everything in there and saying these are words we should never say again because they're so offensive. When the reality is in that lump you have things that are actually, you know, something that could be looked at and could be changed, you know, just to make everyone a little friendlier. And things that are ridiculous and are people laying awake at night. Pat, in Buffalo, you're on WBEN. What's on your mind? Okay, about this issue with the naming of the Washingtons. You know, you got a, a group of nationalities that every time they feel offended, everything is changed. Then you got the group of the Native American Indians, who basically this is their land to begin with. And the fact that Redskins, if you think about it, is a little bit offending. And and since it's all being brought out to you not being discriminative or anything, I, I feel that maybe, maybe Washington, if they don't have a name, why don't they honor the Native American? Why don't they call it the Washington Native? Why don't they call it the Washington whatever tribe happened to be living in that area? Give them some recognition. A Redskin name is not a recognition. It's a name of an area that took place during the fact that the Indians and the white men were taking over the land. And, and and if you can do that with the Civil War, I'm sure in all fairness and not discriminating, it should be done for the Native American. After all, we celebrate Thanksgiving because the Native Americans showed the white man what to eat and how to grow and everything else. And I think out of recognition, I, I see their, their, their issues. And because they don't have a big outstanding group of people backing them, Nobody, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal to them. Hey, Pat. Look what they're doing to their sacred land. 
the oil companies drilling under there for the pipeline, disturbing their, their, their sacred land. Then you got a place in here with the white man's sacred land, and you don't want to touch it. You see, it is a big deal. And it took a long time for the Native Americans to bring these issues up and to be respected for these issues. And nobody wants to do it. Hey, Pat, I appreciate the call, appreciate the thoughts. And there is, you know, one part in there where you you do mention the the point of respect, of recognition. I have a cousin I'm close with who's half Native, and he, he went to a Native college. And, you know, I'd ask him about this. You know, anytime they make a mention of it, we're watching TV together or something like that. I was like, what, what you know, you're a little closer to uh, – that, that population than I am. I mean, what are people who this is actually impacting saying? Not just what, you know, as Pat pointed out, not just as, as what seems to be done with every issue. It's whatever us white guys think is offensive. That's what we are deeming offensive, you know, in, in the most part. And I, what he told me was that, you know, it seems to be kind of split. I mean, there are people who are offended by it and who want everything changed. And there are people who will walk around you know, this is, again, him talking about his experience at, you know, a native college uh, who will walk around wearing, you know, a Cleveland Indians hat or a Redskins hat. And, right, I, they look at it as, you know, it's, hey, it's, it's kind of being recognized. It's maybe a reminder that the people are still here. A reminder of a, a proud heritage. So, and by no means, and this... By the way, you can apply to almost anything. You know, by no means is there a broad consensus on, you know, a, a lot of these things one way or the other. And again, that's true for most things in life, right? You know, just because we're talking about something or talking about a change doesn't mean that there's right a, a broad consensus that there's 100% agreement that something is the right thing to do or that something is offensive or, you know. But there is a recognition I think Pat had there that uh, what I said at near the top of the show, that you can be a little bit of a grown-up about these ideas, right? And that would be looking at it, saying, all right, what is the – the pro to not using this moniker anymore, the pro would be that there's apparently, a, I mean, a decent enough size of a population of Native Americans who are offended by this. And you wouldn't offend them anymore. What is the con to making this switch? Uh, everyone's going to have to buy a new T-shirt if they want to go to the game. I mean, and you, you kind of look at that and say, hmm, I, I mean, there are things, right? This isn't come on in, guys. This is something you can look at and say, you know, maybe the, the benefit of changing this name does outweigh any sort of, uh, you know, gain that we have from keeping it around and keeping this controversy in here and, uh, you know, keeping offending a lot of people when you don't have to. And, yes, there is a difference between people who are looking out as a Quite a few people on our text board, 8030930, have mentioned. There, trust me, there are a lot of people who go out and every day you're online, you're looking for something to be offended by. 
I don't think we're talking about the same group of people here. I don't think that this is one of these issues that was brought up by, you know, white guys like me as saying, hey, maybe this is offensive. I, don't, I got nothing better to do with my time, but maybe we should look in to see if this is offensive or not. This doesn't seem to be one of those issues, right? And I think as adults, you can take a look at that issue and determine what's real and what's something, you know, that you don't need to spend that much time on. What's something that you don't need to spend the first episode of Survivor on? Come on in, guys, right? That's, that is one as we uh, head over to our text board. Come on in, guys. There's too many people with nothing better to do with their life except for look for silly stuff from popular shows. And, you know, that's kind of what happens. I, I mean, on the plus side, they do this. And for a good amount of the population, it's a reminder that, yes, Survivor is still on the air. When's the last time you talked about that show? Like 99? Still there. Still on the and now we all know about it. They're making headlines like never before, so maybe that is a reason why uh, this is in the news and uh, not something else. But I I thought of this again with Washington in town, and I I do think it is time that we can have after a year and a half of them having changed their name. And here's one of the key points too: nothing happened, right? When they changed their name, the world didn't end. The team didn't collect. The team actually made the playoffs. They're playing better than they ever have. The fans are still there. They didn't have a ton to begin with. The fans, they wear pig noses and dresses, by the way. I mean, they, you know, it has nothing to do with the nickname in the first place. Life goes on. Most people probably didn't even notice. Their colors remain the same on their jersey. They still play in the same stadium. They still have the same... You know, roster, owner, fan base, nothing changed. Cleveland changed their name. Yes, their new name is stupid. But at the end of the day, they're still going to go and uh, play baseball. They're still going to play at that same ballpark next year. They're still going to wear red, white, and blue. And people from Cleveland will still root for their major league team that they have in that city. And at the end of the day, nothing bad happened. And at the end of the day... If the best thing you did was even if it's a handful of people went from being offended to not being offended, the good still outweighs the bad when you're talking about a team name. Again, in my opinion, and I I always did like that part that John Cain brought up because it, it is important and it's important in a number of different ways. And if anything, what the conversation does is remind people that our Native American population here in western New York and across the country is not a relic of the past. There are people living here in 2021, a part of our community, who deserve to be treated like everybody else here, right? That should be recognized and not kind of an afterthought and not like something that existed a hundred years ago and we'll remember it at Thanksgiving or something like that. No, they're a part of the community just like every other ethnicity and nationality that lives here in Western New York. 
And, you know, I, I do kind of like that maybe this conversation elevates that and makes people recognize that once again. Um, somebody else chiming in, everything's going generic. They changed it. This is, uh, I saw this last week, too. They changed uh, one of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's speech. They edited the words her and woman to people and them. Just, to, you know, <laughs> like, that's, see, is that, can we draw a line? Like, can people see the difference? I feel like oftentimes this all gets lumped into the same discussion. But I, you can see a clear difference between something that is potentially offending as in the Redskins' name, and editing the word her out of a speech from a Supreme Court justice. And if you can't see the difference between the two of one being ridiculous and one not, <laughs> that's I don't know what to do. You can't lump everything into the same boat. One of those things is, I mean, ridiculous to the point it's hilarious. The other thing I think is a reasonable conversation to have. And somebody else saying on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, why even have team names? Just Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. A lot of times people say things like that thinking they're making it a point, uh, you know, one way or the other. That I, for some reason, this is always the one that gets brought up. Somebody would call in. They'd be talking about changing the team name. Oh, what's next? You know, what are you going to – are they going to be the Purple Dinosaurs? You know, is that what the team name's going to be? And my response would always be like, sure. Why, why not? Who cares? Right? I mean, it's still play the same sport. Is Josh Allen still the quarterback? Like, you know, I think we'll we'll survive. Purple Dinosaurs, it's not that bad. I've heard worse. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> it's, I, it doesn't really matter. And that's, you know, oh, what are you going to – are we going to get rid of all team names? Just Buffalo. I, if it was that way from the start, I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. I would rather have Buffalo, you know, on every shirt than Bill's. Personally speaking, that's just me. I don't care, you know, what the team name is. You know, I, I like Bills. It's fine. It's a weird. It's definitely the strangest team name. I think if you go through the NFL, it would be the one that would confuse the most people. Like Buffalo Bills. Like just a guy named Bill. Is that what we're doing? Like Buffalo Bill, the old cowboy, is a Bill a type of Buffalo that I never knew existed before? It's like uh, hanging out there with the Sasquatch or something. It is definitely the most confusing name, I would think. You know, you know oh, Dolphins, I know what those are. Patriots, okay, you know, I, I can get behind that spirit. The Jets, uh, you know, all right, that's you know, a little more futuristic. Bill, Bill? Who? <laughs> What's going on there? But no, I, I, I like that, you know, just about Buffalo. And so, oh, what about dinosaurs' feelings? Just the PETA people are at it again on the uh, text board. Again, the feelings of dinosaurs, the feelings of uh, animals, animals are not the same as people. They're not. They're, you, can, you cannot offend a bear cat. I don't care what you say. Your words will not hurt the uh, dolphin flipper that the Miami team is named after. They won't. I promise you. They will not hurt the dolphin. People are different. In case you didn't know, or you, you know, again, you're reading too much of the PETA literature, there is a difference between people and animals. I have two dogs, I know. They're very different. I use the bathroom inside. My dogs, just wherever. They're, he will go on the sidewalk. It would be totally unacceptable for me to just all of a sudden take a leak in the middle of a walk 
My dog can do it. No one bats an eye. People are different than animals. And that comes from offending, naming team names, and everything else. Ay, ay, ay. But, no, some people won't get it. I, I, hopefully, I, I, what I really wanted to do was get out that uh, thing that I heard from John Kane uh, so many years ago that, I, you know, I still think rings true. It stuck with me a lot. And there are certain things that stick with you and kind of make you look at something in a different way. And that's a way of getting around. Listen, this has nothing to do with people being offended. This just has to do with the way my group of people are looked at in the grand scheme of things. And he, he said, I want us to be looked at as people who are living here, right here, right now, because we are. And not something like the Spartans or the Greeks or the Warriors or something like that. Uh, one more text before we go. Squish the fish is mean. I agree it is kind of mean. But, you know, like I said, you got to do it twice a year. They'll live. Eat the fish. Is that right? Is that uh, something else? The Buffalo Barneys trademarked. Can't do that. Whoever texted that one in, that you'd run into legal problem with the Buffalo Barneys. You could put a little bit of a, I don't know, a Barney would be a good offensive lineman. He's got the stature for it. I prefer something a little bit meaner. You put like a purple Velociraptor out there. He's fast, gets down the field. Um, I, are their arms longer than the T-Rex? Probably not good at making a catch. Maybe rethink that one. Just a little bit. Anyways, thanks for hanging out with me here. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, and then Joe joins me. He's off his short honeymoon. I told him you got to keep it to only a couple days, not allowed that long before you have to be back in the studio with me because it's been too long. But he'll be back here midweek, probably on Wednesday. So if you're waiting for him, you can take tomorrow off. <laughs> You'll be back here with me tomorrow. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.